Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here And it's more than just obvious dream and punisher When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, got two friends who you won't forget Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival Laughing non-stop, case drops on a cycle Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up Lies being told like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza Bougie ain't an option, it's the way Take it to the grave, add moving to the place You already know when they take the case Laugh the pain away, it's a Many souls I remembered it uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for another Tales from the Hood Many Souls Another shout out, it's just gonna come sporadically Cause I, wanna, I just wanna blow him up I want this guy to be as big of a star as he can be Shout out to Grand Ace, the Grand Ace on everything Social media wise, a fantastic author of music uh you know he's just really talented dude make sure you go and stream sidewinding right now it's available on all platforms fantastic song some of his stuff that's outside of the jingle if you will that he yeah. made for our podcast really talented dude that grand ace anyway fran uh let's not waste time because you got somewhere to be i do you got kids to take care of and all that type I of do. stuff so i don't want to hold you up daddy duty yeah, he's, yeah he's got daddy duty tonight so we're gonna <laughs> get right to the emails we don't have time to fuck around but again, before we get started, affirmative murder at gmail.com, Tales from the Hood. Send them in. Get them in. We need them. We can't have a show without the without the uh, emails. So keep feeding us. Keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. And let's uh, keep this uh, train rolling. So our first email is from Shani. I have a cousin named... Sh- I don't know, though. Uh, it's S. My, my cousin's name is C-H-A-N-E-Y. This person's name is S-H-A-N-E-Y. Okay. So it could be Shanae. Could be. We knew a girl named Shanae. We did. She got... Knocked out by a, a guy. That was, Did she? Yeah, that guy. By guy, right? Didn't guy knock her out? I don't know. No, Dorian knocked her out. No, that wasn't her. That was Shalay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Shanae or Shani. Sorry, we were thinking of a something Something happened in middle school. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> looking terrible. We're not laughing. At, don't hit, we never hit Wrong women. name. Yeah, 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 it was very, yeah wrong everything person. was wrong. Guy, Dorian, Shanae, <laughs> Shalay. Uh, anyway, Shani or Shanae, thank you so much for the email. It reads Hi, Alvin and Fran. You may call me Shanae or Shani. And you may also use the names mentioned in this email, comma, I think, or period, but it's not there. In 2018, my husband and I bought our home in a lovely rural neighborhood outside of Richmond, Virginia. Great town. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I love my neighborhood. We never had any problems. And the only issue that I, I did have was my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor's, my next door neighbor's loud ass dog who barked at anyone who got within the vicinity of my neighbor's fence. <laughs> One neighbor I became close friends with was Rachel. A sweet gem of a person who would who would give you the shirt off of her back or would give the shirt off her back to anyone. We had a lot in common. She was a nurse, and I am a dual certified flight RN. What the fuck Ooh. is that? Damn. And paramedic. Um damn, all right. Well, shout out to you with all your certi- certifications. Yeah. She and I would take our dogs on walks and share stories of dark humor. Last year, Rachel got into a relationship with a guy named Tom, and that's when things took a turn. Our occasional hangouts became few and far in between. I noticed how anytime I had a little chance to hang out with her, Tom wouldn't let her out of his sight. But it says her sight, but I'm assuming Tom's a guy. But Tom wouldn't let her out of his sight. Not in a loving way. I mean in the way that she and I went to the kitchen to have casual chat and he would follow her. Damn, okay. So he's overbearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah controlling. controlling. These, are, these are bad. These are red flags. Uh, he would never say anything. But my street medic, oh, street medic background, 
Oh, like she comes, she goes, she's like a trauma, like she goes to the scene in the ambulance, I think is what that means. Is that what, okay. I think, that, I thought she, you First know, responder, you said, right? I thought it was, yeah, like, I think, I think that's what that's called. Yeah. I thought she meant like street smart. Like I'm street, I, I know things that uh, you don't learn in books. I thought oh. she meant like I'm street medic, not book medic. But she means literally like out in the field. Okay. So she probably, you know, you, you run into like, you know, street drug, medic. you know, drug addict couples and, you know, okay. abuse, domestic violence pe- people and, st- you know, those kind of ambulance calls, I would assume, or paramedic calls. But she said, based on her street medic background, that she could see the signs that he was possibly abusing her. Okay. She could deduce that. Yeah. Uh, things got rough, and we started to hear Rachel and Tom argue even from across the street. And sometimes, they would even argue loudly in public. After hearing a very loud argument, one day, I left a note at Rachel's job telling her that I was there for her if she needed me. Rachel was a 5'1", tiny girl. And Tom what? looked at... 5'1", yeah, a little real small. Uh, and Tom looked as if he could be 6'2", about 250 pounds of muscle, which is, that's a, big guy. That's a hulking person. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a big especially dude. Especially to a 5'1 person. That's a huge person. Yeah. I think you might, that's very you might be over, I don't, I, I haven't seen him, but 6'2", 250. First of all, 250 at, at 6'2", is a lot of mass. It is. And to be all muscle, this is, a, you're describing a terrifying, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, that sounds like. Jesus Christ. Um, so, uh, so I was very afraid for her. In fact, many folks in the neighborhood felt the same way, and a few times the police were called to break shit up. Mm. One day, while I was outside training for an upcoming, for an upcoming powerlifting meet, where, where do you guys live? What the fuck is everybody super strong in your neighborhood? For an upcoming powerlifting meet, meet powerlifting meet, I heard them fighting, and it got and getting really loud, and then suddenly they stopped. I was a little shaken up because I felt so bad for Rachel, but shifted my focus to my workout. Well, all right. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm mind my business. Yeah, man. I'm, I mean. It's only so much you can do. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, especially if it's become routine. You're yeah. like, they're at it again. Sounds like my neighbors. Yeah, you just get, you just kind of get relegated yeah. to it. You're like, I mean, I'm, the concern starts to dis- dissipate. I mean, as sad as it sounds, but yeah. after, after 30 days consistently of hearing people yelling and shouting, you're like, that's them. A few minutes later, my neighbor's loud ass dog went batshit crazy. This dog was barking loudly, snarling and snapping behind their fence, unlike he ever does, almost as if he was possessed or something. I got this weird, eerie feeling and felt something in my presence. When I turned around, I nearly screamed. There, within an arm's distance of me, was Tom, with a knife in his possession, gearing up to stab me in the back. So she was outside. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe like a garage type of Oh, so this wasn't during her, her workout. Well, yeah, I think this was, the but same? I think she workouts works out from home is what I think. Okay. Outside. Like I'm assuming like a gym or oh, a gar- like a garage gym is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't know. No, I'm saying that I didn't know if this was the same day or this was a different. Yeah, day. no, this like, is like she night. heard the okay. scream gotcha. and then was like, anyway, back to powerlifting. So, yeah, I mean, Holy it definitely is outside. Shit. I'm assuming I'm picturing like a driveway yeah. with weight, you know, like a garage with the d- garage door open and you're working out. But yeah, he approached her with a knife in his hand to stab her in the back. Oh, my goodness. I guess he wasn't expecting me to turn around, so when I did, he cut my shoulder. What? What Tom did not know about me was that I am a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I knew it. I knew it was coming. And I will defend myself. Wow. Everything that happened next all went really fast. Somehow, we ended up rolling on the ground, him trying to kill me, and me using any tactic possible to defend myself. Unlike the movies, I was no match for his strength, and I was trying in the best way I could to fight for my life. 
I was able to get him in an arm bar, and with all my strength and adrenaline, I broke his arm. Shit. This allowed me to get away from him and limp my beat-up ass to my next-door neighbor's house to call the police. Where was your husband? Where was uh, so many things? Your neighbors? Uh, this is cr- This sounds like this is a blood-curdling fight. Wow. Everybody probably was just used to the screen. What kind of knife? Butcher knife? Like a, like a steak Please, knife? Please uh, get back to a Shanae, Shani. Shani. Let us know what kind of knife it was. I was taken to the hospital where I found out I was in worse shape than I had realized. I had a few broken ribs, lacerations, wow. and internal bruising. I lost the, What about her neighbor? Oh, my God. Like, this is... What about her... Like, the girl? Girl, yeah. I lost a lot of blood, but I was alive. We later found out that poor Rachel did not have the same outcome. She was stabbed to death by that piece of shit, Tom. Wow. I spent shit. weeks in the hospital and months to get back to work and doing the things that I love, like powerlifting and jujitsu. Although still not as strong as I used to be, I was recently able to compete in a powerlifting competition in Bethesda, Maryland. Great, great town. I love Bethesda. Uh, this past November. Yeah, that's awesome that you were able to rally back like that. I had a lot of visits to the doctor for my depression and severe anxiety, which understandable. Somebody tried to kill you. For months... I have had to deal with the fear of someone coming to hurt me, yeah. nightmares, yeah. and even occasionally flinching when my husband comes into the room. Yeah. Damn, yeah, that's, yeah. That fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, you got to process that. That's, that's rough. The trial was mentally hard to get through, but Tom was recently convicted. As sad and tragic as it is, I was able to get to know Rachel's family, and I was able to get help from a great therapist. I hope you air this story, and everyone, please, for the love of God, learn some sort of self-defense. Thank you for the podcast. You guys have me laughing while I'm in the gym, and everyone probably thinks I'm laughing at them. Keep doing what you do best. Take care, Shaney, Shanny, or Shanae. Hey, don't use us for an excuse to be laughing at people. Yeah, don't yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, you're like, like oh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. You're like, they're only curling with 45 pounds. I was doing a squat. I'm right. picturing Shaney being fucking yoked, yeah. vascular. She's got those striations. She's got those little trap blocks oh, on her neck. How dare you? She's like, she let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah, man. And then she fucking went real life enough. Yeah. And I like that she really made the stipulation and made it clear to people like, hey, listen, I survived, but no, the training I had and everything like that, I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got bruises from this. Yeah. I, I, I made it out with my life. But she, she's laughing. But it's not a movie. No. You know? This is real shit. This is real shit, so, man. But, uh... Dang, rest in peace to her I neighbor. Remember, her neighbor. Uh, I will tell you her neighbor's name is was Rachel. So rest in peace to Rachel. If I need to, if I'm about to get jumped, yes. And I need, I'm about to get jumped. I'm gonna need some help. Uh huh. And if I need some, you know, if I do get hurt, so I need some medical help. Yes. I'm calling. Shaney, Shanae, or Shanae. Because she can Please. provide a gambit of things. She, she can, can do, do everything. All. She can do it. She all. can help. Swiss she can, I got your back fighting the people. Yes. If you were able to, if you get some sustained some kind of injuries and he patches you up, yeah, I think she might be a first round draft pick for Zombie Apocalypse team, just based agree. on her description. I would agree. Power lift was me. She could probably do a fireman's carry. So if I was to twist my ankle, she could lift me yeah. up over her. The resume shoulder. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, definitely. No. no, her CVs are nuts. Higher. Yeah, you got the job. You're yeah, your first round draft pick for Zombie Apocalypse. I thought what you were gonna say is, what is the type of martial art you would want to have in self defense? Brazilian jiu-jitsu is up there. For me, capoeira. I don't know if that is. What's that? That's the dance fighting where you're just like, like Eddie, Eddie from Tekken. From Street Fighter? You're from Tekken. Oh, yeah. Tekken. And I get some fucking like, uh. And I That's got music cool. on and I'm That's tapping really, my feet. and like, really. It's distracting. Is it? Yeah, if somebody's it dancing is. at you, you yeah. don't know what's coming at you. The next thing you do, bam, foot, kick you in the face. <laughs> sure. You th- I'm waving my hands at you, knee. Yeah, but it won't work for you, though. 
Why? You're not like lanky and tall. Oh, true. I'm very <laughs> compact. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I guess you got. It's good to have some reach you when you're doing arms, that kind of fighting yeah. style. Fair. I don't think I don't have the build for Capoeira. It wouldn't work. Okay, that's fair. Damn. Way to crush my dreams like that. I, I thought. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. You don't consider the logistics when you think about that kind yeah, of stuff. But, but that's dope that she has these these skills, man. Yeah, focus, harness skills, harness herself, and then the the mental dexterity to in a moment to first of all, Spidey senses. Yeah. Because she's in the middle of a set. Yeah, probably just you know probably got a new PR. You just put been, you could have been done Exactly, been you know, like she had a, a feeling that, and I know that feeling so well of like something is like is in the room with me. Yeah, and sometimes we don't listen to it, but it's good that she did that. She went something's in the room with me, and I'm turning around. It yeah. saved her life. Yeah, and she defended herself, and she broke somebody's arm. I don't. It have it would have to be a life or death situation for me to get somebody in an arm bar and and not just go tap. Yeah. And break their arm, if feel the feel the, the compound fracture of just snapping somebody's arm. I know, but I'm saying, like, if I was in a street fight and it got down to the ground and I got somebody in a real bad chokehold or any of those things where you go, it's all about at this point, it's all about how much pressure you apply. Like, yeah. could I put somebody to sleep? Yeah, I don't know. The, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can make that same decision when you have your adrenaline is running for super sure, high. For sure. For sure. I'm just thinking, and that's what I'm saying. Like me, as I sit here right now, I go, could I fucking have somebody in like a heel lock you and could. break their foot. You absolutely could, yeah. If if I feel like and if, I they, if they get up, they're gonna. I think fuck you're me strong up. enough. You wouldn't. You it wouldn't. It wouldn't, wouldn't take. Even I, that's what I'm, it, I wouldn't even realize that exactly. I'm trying that to. to yeah. yeah, but knowing now, right here in this moment, yeah. I go. I Just thinking think about could, it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think do I could because yeah. I feel like breaking somebody's arm is probably takes as much force as it would take. To, for me to like break a, br a wooden broomstick, yeah, and I can break those pretty solidly. Cack, just oh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's oh. lucky that you didn't. You would. You didn't get that knife. You if you were that type of person. Ooh. But uh, oh, damn. Do you think you could stab somebody multiple times if Absolutely. they came? If they came at you with a knife, Absolutely. life or death. I'm no. No, you just like swat, yeah. shot, it's knife, knife, knife. You just tried to kill. If I wouldn't have turned around, you would have did that to me. Hit. And he just did it across the street. Oh, oh man! Jeez. So I'm I'm guessing he came for her because of that's her friend. She seen he's seen her around. Maybe she, the, she the note maybe, and maybe the note inspired her to do something different, like talk back or resist or break up or something Probably, like that. Yeah. You know, and and the, you know she she might have said and and uh, Shanae, thank God for Shanae telling me that yeah. I sh he she's right. I should leave. It might have been something like that. Probably yeah yeah. yeah. And I I know I'm not gonna say I know, but I've I've seeing people in a relationship like that. How so? Elaborate. Where it's, it's where it's like uh you know a person is doing wrong but yes. another person tries to help out. Yes. But the person you're trying to help out still tells their that that person tried to other, help out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Like come on. Like <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Yeah. They're like you need to stay out of our relationship. And, like, and you go, "Hey, you know something? You literally you had a busted lip and I was trying to yeah. Give you help you. You got it. And now you're yelling at me with him. Yep. What is this? So don't worry about it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I'm out. Hey. <laughs> right. Dust my, my hands, hands off. God bless. You know? God bless. That's stay, it. Stay safe. You don't got to worry about me yeah. asking no questions. Oh man, me like my worst fear, and I would do it every time. I swear on everything I love. Cause I just would never I couldn't sit by and watch somebody put their hands on a woman. Yeah. But like my worst fear is that I step up in a domestic violence situation I see on the street and she's like, get the fuck out of here. You, mind your fucking business. Yeah. And now I'm getting berated by the girl and then the guy wants to fight me. Yeah. And now I'm fighting the guy and the girl's helping him fight me. Yeah. And I go, 
I was trying to be a good Samaritan. Yep. That's my worst fear is to be like, hey, man, hey, take it easy. And she's like, hey, fuck you. You know, you, I would be so taken aback. <laughs> Right. I'm getting the best of the boyfriend. She's smacking me with a heel or something. Yeah. You know, my favorite word: you would be nonplussed. <laughs> <laughs> I was too stunned to speak. But still, always be a good Samaritan, man. Don't don't let fears of what could happen stop you from being a good person. Affirmative murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. Well, let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift: MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. Mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Anyway, we got one more email, and then we're going to get out of here because Fran's got daddy duty. This email's from Julia. I don't really see that it says, don't say my name, so I'm going to keep reading it. And the subject is, I used to write and visit Manny Babbitt, who was executed for murder in 1999. So we here we go. Hello, Alvin and Fran. I don't know if you want to treat this like a Tales from the Hood or do a regular episode on it, but I thought you might be interested in the story of Manny Babbitt and how I came to visit him on death row in San Quentin as a kid. I don't want to spend a lot of time giving you the kind of details you can find easily online, like Wikipedia or Murderpedia or, or this YouTube documentary that I, she, they linked in the thing. So I'll sum it up how it seems to be from my perspective. Manny had a rough time growing up in a large black family with a lot of poverty, some mental health problems in his family history, a traumatic brain injury as a kid that left him with, with learning disabilities, etc. But it seems that he was generally well-liked by his family and friends even though he surprised them by joining the Marines to fight in the Vietnam War. The recruiters helped him pass military entrance, his military entrance exam since he was not able to pass on his own. That feels illegal. And he went on to serve multiple tours, including at the terrible battle of Qishang, where he received head injuries that he already had. Yeah, he received head injuries and spent time next to the bodies of fallen soldiers as he waited for treatment before being honorably discharged. So that's PTSD on top of all the other stuff yeah. that had going on. Jeez. He married and had at least one kid, but showed problems with hallucinations, 
flashbacks, you know, PTSD well, based. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he committed a few burglary type crimes. His marriage fell apart. He was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, but discharged from the hospital with no follow up care or medication. And this is another thing that is plaguing this country is vet care. The way that we treat veterans in this country is absolutely horrible. They will come to your school at 17 years old and tell you, hey, man, you want to get a challenger? Come sign up, five-year tour. You do five-year uh, enlistment. You get such and such, pay for school, and we'll get, you know, you have enough money to put your down payment on the house and everything like that, and they don't, they don't tell you about what could happen if you see combat. And then they just, once you're done your time, they fucking leave you out That's there it. for the most yeah. part. There's no aftercare. There's no follow-up care. The VA hospitals are okay from what I hear, I guess. And then um, the VFWs are a good place for, you know, people to, you know, share stories and come together and find a community. Is that what those are for? Yeah, veterans of foreign war. Mm. Mm-hmm. But still, there there just needs to be more. If you treat these people, you put these people on the front lines and expect them to die for their country, the least we can do is make sure that they have proper access to health care. I, I don't think that's asking for too much for the wounds that they get serving the country. Yeah. Eventually, he made his way to Sacramento to live with his brother, Bill. While there, he showed a lot of strange behaviors, flashbacks, odd beliefs, etc., and at one point seems to have hallucinated that he was back in Kisang, which may have caused him to break into a house and attack the resident named Leah Schindel. She died from a heart attack triggered by, by the break-in and attack. Wow. So that's fucking second degree. Whoa, he got, whoa, just, he was executed. I thought they said she died? Yeah, so executed. Yeah, wow. Executed. No, so they didn't give him, they gave him capital murder. They must have. Um, so she died from a heart attack from the break-in and attack. Manny woke up the next day with some of her belongings, but claims not to know how he got them. The next day, Manny also attacked another woman and robbed some of her things. Manny's brother Bill eventually found some of Leah's things in a coat belonging to Manny. He called the police and helped get Manny arrested after making sure that the police knew his history and problems. Which Good, that's important. It's very important. I was going to yeah. touch on that too. If... As the, the system presently stands, there is not a phone call that you can make to a, a at least I, I think I heard, I feel like we did a good vibe story on this, like in Portland, more progressive cities like Seattle or, or Portland, they have like a number specifically for somebody's having a medical, like a psychiatric emergency. Yeah. Because as of right now, as it presently stands for the most part in this country, if you are afraid for somebody's life, you're calling somebody with a gun to try to deescalate that situation. Yeah. And if you don't let them know properly in the phone call, like, hey, he's not right in the head, then they're going to come with a level of aggression that could get somebody killed. So it's good to at least tell them on the phone, hey, he has schizophrenic, you know, hallucinations. Mm -hmm. He served in the military as PTSD, just so you know what you're walking into. Yeah. So I think that that's very good. To be able to assess the situation. Better, better. It could still go wrong. I think we, we should focus on having a proper phone line to call for those specific type of emergencies. But until that happens, I think it's good to be able to give as much detail as possible and that the um, the dispatch person relays that information to the people that are going to show up. Yeah. And also better training. <laughs> it doesn't work without the training part. They're like, what? He's crazy? Whatever. Anyway. So Manny never denied the crimes, but he did claim to have no clear memories of them. The police led Bill to believe that it would be no death penalty case and that instead Manny might expect life in a mental hospital. The district attorney disagreed and problems for Manny continued. Manny's white lawyer used racial slurs, got drunk at lunch, called few witnesses, did not request his psychiatric history, and so on and so forth. 
The all-white jury found him guilty, and as a court-appointed psychiatrist found him sane, he was also sentenced to death. So did he have a public... Uh, a public defender? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like... Either it. way, it, it wasn't a good lawyer. It was a drunk racist was his lawyer. That's, that's like... You don't have a chance. That's like the worst possible yeah, scenario. At all, your, your lawyer's a drunk racist. I'll I'll just I'll defend myself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got this. I'll yeah. you have a better shot. <laughs> Honestly, hearsay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's it's just objection. <laughs> Manny was awarded a Purple Heart while in prison. Damn. Okay. Well, like I think, like maybe they got it late, like from his service. All right. Like he got his award. His award came late. What are you can do with that. I don't think he got, I mean, I think they were like, it's yours, so we want to give it to you, oh, okay. and where you currently reside is in prison, yeah. so here. Yeah. Throw it at him. <laughs> Cold-blooded. <laughs> All of his appeals failed, and despite a lot of support from veterans, mental health advocates, family, and so on and so forth, he was put to death the day after his 50th birthday. He asked that the money for his final meal be donated to a veteran's charity. Oh, that's sad. So how did I come to visit him? My dad worked with Bill Babbitt, who was always trying to find new people to write Manny in prison. That's his brother. That's his brother. Okay. Especially to play chess by mail with him. I never even heard of that. Yeah. Well, prison, you got, you got a lot of time in prison, you know. You got a lot of time. You find some games. You just get a, 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 a envelope in the mail. You open it. It's like night to B7. And then maybe you have a, a standing chessboard somewhere. You move it. That's what I'm picturing. I think that's very cinematic. Oh, cheat. You get, yeah, yeah it's like... <laughs> I'll just do double moves. Right. And I'll send it and you send him a, a letter back like checkmate. Yeah. He's like, what? How? <laughs> Nobody's here. I'm yeah. Fucking, <laughs> who's holding me accountable for this, man? Right. Manny. Come on, man. I cheated. <laughs> checkmate. So yeah, so her dad worked for Bill Babbitt and they he would always he was trying to get people to, you know, show his brother support and you know, you need you need to keep your head up so people write you. Hey man, stay up, stuff like that. My dad and brother both wrote him and played chess with him that way. But I was a bit too young for chess, so I just wrote silly kid letters. He wrote back to me and sent birthday cards for several years. Wow. Eventually, my dad, brother, and I went to death row visiting to a death row visiting room at San Quentin, where we all played board games, chatted, drew pictures, etc. You use etc. a lot. I don't remember who else was in the visiting room that day, or how long we stayed, or what, or whether. He was wearing shackles at the time, but I do remember he seemed pretty regular. Just like if we had gone to visit a distant uncle or a friend, a friend of my dad's. I remember that when I was a kid, the death penalty seemed really straightforward, but that after Manny was executed, it all seemed very different. How can it be fair to execute anyone when the death penalty is so unevenly applied? There are a lot of white people that are not executed despite killing multiple people. Yet a man with clear mental health problems and with, a com with an and with an incompetent lawyer should be put to death? I don't think he or his family wanted, wanted him to get out and back into the community because he seemed to do really well within the structure of a prison. But they also did not think he deserved to be executed. I expect the family of the victims see it very differently. But his death did not bring back their family member, and I am not sure executing a mentally unwell person is really justice. But then it is hard to say what I might feel or want were I in this in their position. Anyway, thanks for reading this if it goes out into a Tales from the Hood. And feel free to write back to me if you want more details to, in, to include if it becomes a story on a regular episode, which it didn't. Laters, Julia. 
Uh, Julia, thank you very much for that. That was uh, that was like people got a two for one. You got a little, yeah. got a little true crime story and a, and a tales from the hood. Yeah. So, I think that that's really cool. And I'm I'm pro abolishing the death penalty. I just think that you need to ask yourself if you're pro death penalty, what percentage of innocent people are you okay with? That was a question I heard somebody who was a, uh, a death penalty abolitionist ask, and it was the the most concise argument that. I need it. Like if, if I'm ever having this discussion, I go, what percentage are you okay with innocent people being killed by the death penalty? Because there are people who are in prison wrongfully, mm -hmm. which is a fact. You can just look at the statistics and look at the innocence project as a glowing example. They free people every day. Some people of those people that they free are on death row. So what percentage of people are you okay with being killed and they didn't do anything wrong? 10%. Let's say one out of every 50 people that are killed on death row is an innocent person, didn't do anything wrong, wrongfully convicted. Are you okay with that? That's the question I feel like people should ask themselves. And my, my answer is zero. I don't think anybody should be killed and they didn't do anything wrong. So because we can't fix the system, I don't think we should have a system that kills people. I think it's a different argument when it's, when it's, when it's affecting you personally. 100%. If somebody killed my dad and they arrested him and they put him on death, death row, would I, would I be sad when he died? No. But if you're asking me, devoid of any feelings, do I think that you should get rid of the death penalty? My answer is yes. But like, if a guy who raped a bunch of people and murdered a bunch of people gets death, the death penalty and they kill him, am I, am I sad for him? No. I don't care. Yeah. But if somebody in that, within that same system, if somebody down the street is killed and they were at the wrong place at the wrong time, long shot, you know, it, it's a long shot scenario. Yeah. Am I okay with that? That's like that. Absolutely not to the core of me. No, I'm like super against that. Like that's that's awful. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, if something personally happened to you and affected you, I understand that. That's kind of like that's only the, that's like kind of the only rebuttal to what I just said that yeah. people could have is like, well, what if it was somebody in your family? And yeah. the answer is yeah, I'd be super mad. And as the system stands, if I lived in a state where the death penalty was a thing and they gave it to him, would I be advocating on that person's behalf? No. But do I advocate for the abolition of the death penalty overall? Absolutely. So that's kind of my stance. Like, am I saying that people that kill five or six people, kill kids, you know, do horrible things? If they're on the death, if they're on death row right now and I hear news, I see an article that says they were killed tomorrow and lethal injection, would I cry about it? No, but I still don't think it should exist. And I think both those things can be true. But either way, uh, Julia, thank you so much, uh, Fran. Let those we gotta let those people know before we get out of here. Affirmative murder at gmail.com. Get those emails in. We want to hear from you guys. We want to know what's going on in your life, in your world, what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've witnessed. Yeah. So get them in. Tales from the hood. Um real quick. Oh. We did on the last episode of Tales from Your Hood, we we did a story about, you know, uh somebody wrote in about the family down the street, made it try to call the people. Up the street, like, hey, look outside or something like that, or answer oh, the phone. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Get clear this up, Frank. Clear answer, this up. So clear this they up. was the people saying, they, somebody was saying, like, was, Uncle Mike, answer the phone. Answer the phone, and we was like, but he wasn't on the phone. He, he wasn't on the phone. So how are you yelling? How was he supposed to? Very confused. We were we were nonplussed as huh? absolutely. And it was like, no, he had an answer machine. Heard a lot of people say that, and I'm like, I haven't seen. Or that's <laughs> not a thing at all. A There's thing. a whole generation of kids. If you're not, and I'll tell you like this. Even our generation, that wasn't really a thing. Because it was like... Well, my the, dad had one. But your dad's an older guy. 
Sure. I didn't have that in my okay, house. Gotcha. My mom was okay. younger. My mom had me when she was 20. Okay, gotcha. We didn't have a yeah, like a voice me. tapes, like yeah. a, a box of answering okay. machine tape. Yeah. So you got to turn the tape over. Yeah, or my dad it's out of tape. had one, yes. It's, that's, that's what it does, right? You got to yeah. open the tape up. And yeah, it was a thing. It was a whole machine. Run it. You can rewind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that never had that. You, mm. It was star six, seven or whatever. You call, oh, okay. you call the voicemail number. Yeah. That was how we got voicemails. Got you. you had to call got the voicemail you. number. But like a voice thing playing throughout the house that wasn't my experience mm. so i never even i that didn't come to my mind at all. i haven't seen one in so long yeah i was a child when my exactly dad was i was like, like that didn't even i was like that didn't cross my mind at all i think that says a, the, <laughs> a lot of people show their age what they're like i was yelling at my car it's an, a voicemail machine i was like <laughs> when i saw people saying that i went yeah. oh that is a piece of technology that existed yeah. but i never have even finagled with one yeah. i've never t- used one Honestly, I don't mean to make people feel old, but if I saw one of those, I would buy it and like put it on my coffee table. <laughs> it would be like a, a, a paperweight. Like, oh, look at this funky little antique I found. Yeah. It was not a part of my life. I've never rewound a, a voicemail tape. Le- nothing. Never have heard or seen one. You said you guys had one. I don't yeah. think it was there when I would come over. It might have been. It was in my dad's room. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. private. Because he, he like, could yeah, leave yeah, dirty, yeah, ladies leaving yeah, dirty he voicemails. Had, he, had like, uh, he had a cord hey, phone. Hey, Rod. a cord phone and everything. Oh, so, man, yeah. yeah. Player. Yeah, he's man. so, man, Mr. Rogers, so player, man. He's getting voicemails like, hey, Raj, um, can't wait to see you later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. <laughs> he's like, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> My man, Mr. Raj, man. Uh, but uh, no, uh, again, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Uh, if any, if you guys have any clarities or anything, errors, anything in your stories that we missed, uh, a way to do it is to publicly shame us, like the voicemail thing. That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. You can follow up with an email for, for anything that you want to add, please. If anybody's sent us uh, messages before, we did get a couple of uh, emails from a woman who used to strip. And I'm still waiting on the stripper etiquette do's and don'ts. Oh, a we, long we list. Get the handbook yet? No, we didn't get the handbook oh, yet. Man. But I, I would tell that person. If you're going to send it in, make sure it's at least like 25 rules. I don't want to make sure it's something we can really read and like yeah, yeah, yeah. chew into, dive into, go deep into it. Go deep yeah, strip. I want all the deep. Yeah, go deep strip. I want to know this like, hey, make sure you spray your thong before you put it on because you could chap. I want to know all the rules, not just the <laughs> rules about touching. I want to know. I want to know inside strip. Yeah. I want to know inside strip. Yeah. T- the tricks of the trade. Yeah. Do you like ankle wink, uh, ankle uh, workouts? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when you, cause you're going to do that Meg the Stallion down yeah. to your uh, squat down and to your knees thing. Yeah. Or also, how do you tell the high rollers and that? What do you look for? Yeah. You know? Do you, you got to oil up your thighs? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the friction. Yeah. So you don't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you want sure that hurts. Be, yeah. You want it to be slippery. Yeah. 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 I want to know. Here's my, here's what I want to know from that person. What do you look for? You look for like bust down Rolex or like that's too showy. You look for a person that has something more subtle. Like, how do you know I'm going to go try to dance on that the guy person? guy with a gut in the polo. He's here yeah, to spend money. money. Yeah, Because the guy with the bust down Rolex, he's saying the Rolex is going to do the talking. Yes. I'm not here to spend he money. He really got no money. He don't really have yeah. money. He got about 20 and one. The guy that looked the sleep, I bet it's the sleaziest looking guy that you know. He might not be a millionaire, but he's here to spend money because yeah, he, he George, wants you to dance on the it. George Jefferson uh, hair. Yeah, the, the, just the sides. Yeah. yeah, he looks like Mr. Noodle. And yeah, yeah, the, the roof is gone. He's car ain't got no roof. You know, he's got a convertible with the sides around it and a thick mustache. That guy, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. But yeah, no, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us in whatever's going on in your life, whatever tales are coming from your hood. Uh, and until next time, Fran, let them know. Always be on the lookout. Catch you guys next time.